Welcome back to Nash Holos. I'm your host Oksana and with me this hour is Polina. And we are going to talk and share music about Ukrainian's famous national dish, parties that we call Zabavy and the upcoming Ukrainian festival Endofin Manitoba. Ron Kahoot from his uh, Butterbolia series, and that is from his album called Borscht, and uh, that is all about borscht. So, Oksana, the famous national dish, of course, is borscht. Borscht, borscht. and July 1st is dedicated to this famous borscht, and UNESCO called the borscht as Ukrainian heritage. Yes, so it is official now. We've been saying this for a long time now, that um, borscht is Ukrainian, and lots of other people claim it. Most um, most famously, I guess, or infamously would be, um, you know, Russians claim it as theirs, but it's uh, ours, it's definitely ours, and uh, others claim it, um, Poles and all the other Slavics, uh, even, bo- even Germans, I think, make borscht, but it is... Definitely a Ukrainian dish, and now it is official. And because Ukrainians put a lot of love, put a lot of energy, passion to prepare this dish, and also probably only Ukrainian 
have the most the most wide variety of recipes. Yes, and I made a list here, um, the ones that I can remember, um, or that I know of, and uh, we've actually had a few recipes here on Nash Holos over the years, but there's uh, green borscht, there's white borscht, and red, of course, many different varieties of red, hot, cold, jellied, vegetarian, with meat, um, Jewish, which is just basically, I think, beets and onions, that's it. And lots of broth. And there's rhubarb borscht. There's remembrance borscht. And if you remember back in 2015, no, you wouldn't remember back in 2015 because you weren't with Nasholas yet. That was, uh, you came the next year. But um, I entered a borscht contest uh-huh. in 2015 in Victoria and I won two prizes. <laughs> Can I <laughs> imagine kind of one Canadian Ukrainian lady won two prizes over? Like natural Ukrainian, pure Ukrainian <laughs> newcomers. <laughs> so maybe borscht is not too Ukrainian. What do you think? Well, no, it definitely is. Well, I mean, what it, the, the roots are Ukrainian, but I think it's pretty much universally loved across the world. And certainly with Ukrainian Canadians um, having been part of the Canadian um, fabric for over a century now, it's pretty much permeated Canadian culture as well. And so um, everyone loves borscht pretty much. Yes, true, and true. It, In my yeah. family, this number one dish, and even my daughter, when she was small, she was very, she was crazy big, uh, she was very bad eater, and uh, she loved maybe five dishes. First, it was borscht. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Second was chicken soup, potatoes, mashed potatoes, uh-huh. and uh, fried chicken, and what else? I think maybe banana. That's all. That's all. <laughs> but borscht was, was borscht up there, was yeah. number one. So she ate yeah. borscht sometimes three times per day. I had a niece. Because she didn't want anything. She's a <laughs> picky eater. Absolutely. I, yeah, I have, um, I have a niece who um, was a, similar. She, it wasn't that she was picky. She had all kinds of, uh, of issues. Um, but borscht was easy to digest, and uh, she liked the taste of it. My stepdaughter, Julie, um, mm. who you know, um, who lives in, in Shemanus and has um, does her own little uh, catering business now with a Ukrainian food, or, sh- or she did. And uh, she didn't like borscht. It was all I could do when they were, yes, she and her sister couldn't get them to eat borscht. And, uh, but she's developed a taste for it, and she makes a pretty, pretty kicking version of, uh, of borscht, I have to say. I'm quite proud of her for that. So... <laughs> So, uh, borscht is uh, wonderful, and what else can you tell me about borscht besides that it's delicious? Uh, it's, uh, it's because it's, uh, it requires a lot of uh, veggies, sometimes meat, and I think it's very healthy. Um, my daughter's boyfriend, he asked me for the recipe of borscht <laughs> because... <laughs> And is he Ukrainian? He's not Ukrainian. No, he's yeah. Canadian. He's pure Canadian. Uh, and he loves borscht the same as me and Very my good. Polina. <laughs> so let's talk about the different uh, different kinds. Well, first of all, let's listen to um, a Ukrainian food flair segment. I'd mentioned earlier that uh, we've had many recipes for borscht uh, on Nasholos over the years. And uh, Sylvia Molnar, who unfortunately is no longer with us, she she passed away back in 2015. And uh, but she left a whole um, a whole library of different recipes, and one of them 
was something I hadn't known about, um, and it is called green borscht, and it's made out of sorrel. So why don't we listen to that, and then uh, we can talk about uh, green borscht and the different colors of borscht, and I'll tell you a little bit about the two recipes that um, got me couple of nice prizes in Victoria back uh-huh. in 2015. This, yeah, before music, I would mention that uh, borscht is the herb in Ukraine. And uh, this uh, still, it, it's used mostly for um, small livestock, like pup, not puppy, young, young uh, livestock, uh, because it's very healthy herb. We don't use this herb and uh, in borscht now. What is it? Um, it's borscht. It's called borscht. It's called, a herb called borscht. Borschtvnik can be. Um, I'm not sure what the Latin name of the herb, but it was very rich in nutrients. And uh, when people made soup from that, mm-hmm. um, it made them feel, feel, and uh, because it's a lot of uh, vitamins and minerals, it's very, it's very good actually for soup. But now we discovered, like in modern world, mm-hmm. we discovered another vegetables to add to the borscht, and we can vary uh, in different ways. So I cannot say what should be in borscht and what shouldn't be. I think it's I think, definitely a matter yes. of personal taste, isn't <laughs> because it? Because it's not a dish, it's kind of art. Yeah, <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> okay, let's listen to um, a recipe. And a little story about sorrel borscht, green borscht. Up next, from the Nasholos Audio Archives, Ukrainian food flair. Hello, there are many recipes for borscht, Ukraine's national soup. This depends on the season and local preferences. One distinctively different spring borscht is made with sorrel leaves. If you don't have sorrel leaves, you could use a touch of vinegar or rhubarb juice as an acceptable substitute. Now, fortunately, sorrel is available in many markets. You can also take a stab at growing it yourself as plants and seeds are available in most nurseries. You'll need the following ingredients for this recipe. One onion, finely chopped. Two tablespoons butter. Six cups of soup stock, and that could be chicken or vegetable. One large potato, diced. One cup of combined vegetables, celery, carrots, and cabbage. Three cups chopped young sorrel, one tablespoon flour, half a cup of sour cream, salt, and freshly ground pepper, chopped dill, about two to three tablespoons, and three hard cooked eggs, halved. Now, wilt the onion in butter over medium heat. Add the stock and the celery, carrots, and cabbage, and cook until tender. Strain and press the vegetables through a sieve or whiz in the food processor until smooth. Toss in the young sorrel leaves and cook for a few minutes. Blend the flour with the sour cream 
to a smooth paste. Stir into the borscht and bring to a soft boil. Season to taste and add the dill. To serve, place half an egg, yolk side up, in each soup bowl before adding the borscht. You will love this soup, so try it. It's Ukrainian. This has been Ukrainian Food Flare from the Nasholos Audio Archives. So, Oksana, the first time I had sorrel borscht was actually in Ukraine. Oh. We actually prepare cans with sorrel for winter sorrel borscht. You can sorrel? Really? Can, yeah. Wow, wow. I didn't that know. Because you... we didn't have in Ukraine the same weather as here. Right. I have sorrel in my backyard. I do too, yeah. It grows whole year. No problem. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. But in Ukraine, it would, mm-hmm. it would freeze yeah. We like this is like very spring borscht because sorrel starts first mm-hmm. from all herbs and vegetables. Yeah. And probably early March, we are so, we are so eager to <laughs> pick up small yeah. young leaves and make this. So in Ukraine, um, there is this wonderful, like a buffet, a lot of restaurant. I forget the name, something Kuchnya, Ukrainska Kuchnya. Yeah, and uh, it's um, the Ukrainian kitchen, right? Yeah, and it's a wonderful buffet. Just all kinds of Ukrainian food there, and it's so inexpensive, and it's so delicious, consistent from, and very different cities, and there are you know, many different ones. It's like like Ukrainian McDonald's, right? You know? yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's just uh, wonderful. And everywhere, of course, not they expensive. had... Not expensive? Not expensive, yeah, I'd, but... Delicious, Delicious, very mm-hmm. generous portions. Very traditional, yeah, very traditional, yeah, and that's why I loved it. And um, anyways, there was always red borscht and green borscht, and uh, nobody really said much. They just said, "Well, it's just." They shrugged their shoulders and, "Oh, it's just green borscht." So, do you want red or green? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it was surprising because I thought it would be a little more sour. It, it's a sour. It should uh, be sour. It, yeah, but it yeah it wasn't as sour as I thought. Now, um, I grew up. I never, we never had sorrel. I never heard of sorrel until I was um, came out to the West Coast, actually. But my mom made something called rhubarb borscht. Oh, that's interesting. How did you? Well, it. Um, I thought it would taste similar. It, uh, it's a little bit similar, but but not really. Rhubarb borscht is um, it, vegetable based. It's vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Um, it has does have cream in it, so it's not vegan. But um, it's boiled potatoes, and you mash them up, and then you fry up some rhubarb. In, in butter, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. until it gets mushy, mm-hmm. and then you throw that in, and with some dill and onion and tomato, and um, you you know mix in some cream, make a little roux, put it back in, and uh, that's it. It's it's simple. It's very filling though. It's really really good. <laughs> okay, I will try. I have rhubarb, and know what to do with rhubarb. Okay, well, sometimes I make pies, yeah. but uh, not very. Often. Okay, well, I've got a good uh, a good recipe for rhubarb borscht good. for you. So yeah, good. so so there is uh, is that. So that's rhubarb borscht, green borscht. Um, have you heard of white borscht? Never. You haven't heard of white borscht. No, it's okay. I don't know. Okay. I don't know yellow borscht uh, because in Ukraine we didn't have yellow beets. Yellow beets. I think maybe 
Yes, we have to ask Leila because I think in um, south parts of Ukraine, Odessa, mm-hmm. maybe they have yellow beets, but we didn't. I never heard of yellow beets either. Uh, or yellow, yeah. In Canada, I saw many. Yes, I've seen them recently, but I'd yeah. never heard of, of, of yellow beets or golden beets, as they're mm-hmm. called, um, until 2001. And um, there, um, I heard about an American uh, who invented um, a recipe using yellow beets, and it was to commemorate the Holodomor. Um, and it was actually, uh, it was yellow beets because of the, the symbolism of mm-hmm. sorrow. And uh, so that, that colored the borscht. It wouldn't be, you know, the nice rich red or the green. Um, and it was also based uh, on mushrooms. Because, and it was, the idea was that it would be a very thin soup. It wouldn't be a, a kind of a gourmet soup by any means, but it would be to remind people of um Holodomor when Ukrainians were starving and how they would make a very thin soup out of anything they could find, little bits of, of you know, mush, um, wild mushroom they could find. They'd go foraging uh, and just throw it in and it would be yellow, kind of look like almost like dishwater, you know. But um, over the years, this recipe became, um, got, you know, fancied up a little bit <laughs> and uh, it can be actually quite delicious and quite expensive to make. And to, I made it once mm-hmm. for that mm-hmm. for the uh, the Borscht Festival, the Borscht okay. con- contest in in Victoria back in 2015, and um, yeah, it was quite. So ex- you made the. Uh, I, I made the remembrance board. No, meat. no meat. No, no meat. No, no, no meat and holodomor. Are you kidding? Oh. No, no. No, because as I no visited meat. several Borscht festivals and only Borscht with meat won prizes. Really? Well, actually, I no, I had two vegetarian borscht that <laughs> won a prize. My re- I also made red borscht, mm-hmm. and I did the the remembrance borscht because um, uh, I I just wanted to tell the story of Hol- Holodomor to people mm-hmm. that didn't know, and it was open to the public. It wasn't just for the Ukrainian community, so that was I thought it was an opportunity to let people know, and I had little cards with the recipe on it as well for smaller. Um, a, a smaller batch and um so that was um um i can't remember now I, one was uh one was a people's choice and another one i can't remember what the two prizes were uh people's choice and an honorable mention that's what that was oh. so the i can't remember which was which but the, the re- i think the red one um was the um the people's choice I can't remember. Too long ago, <laughs> but anyways, it was quite a shock. I got uh, yeah, so I got um, I think I got a, a small cash prize and a cookbook uh, for that, and uh, yeah, it was quite a feather feather in my cap. I thought it was it was fun. Uh, some ex I can't imagine the job that the the judges had. It would have, because I had some of those other ones, and I delicious some with meat, mm-hmm. um, some with different kinds of herbs. Um, I used my my recipes always predominantly dill as the big herb. Um, dill, you, dill, you do, yeah, you dill. dill. Okay. Um, others used you know, parsley and, and other other okay. uh, which were equally delicious. So there were I don't know like thirty entries or so, and uh, it was yeah, it was it was very good. We had one here in in, uh, uh, in Nanaimo too a couple of years later a yes. borscht fest, yes. yeah. And I don't think I en- does I en- I don't remember if I entered or not, but I didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. Yeah, I had lots of co- good competitions. So, anyways, we that, will yes, 
probably we will have. We should we'll have. Make we should have another Borscht festival uh, or Borscht yes. uh, a festival uh, or competition or something. Yeah. If it if it's close to Christmas, we make very special Borscht for Christmas. Yes, it's it's vegetarian. Vegetarian, food? yeah. Yes, but we fermented beets before oh. Christmas. It takes about months to ferment them properly. Oh. Mm-hmm. And uh, also we make, uh, we are going to make, it's called vushka. Vushka, it's, uh, yeah. It's a small ravioli with like, uh, mushroom inside. It's like tortellini almost, tortellini. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and they are delicious. So. And uh, the color of the borscht are uh, like completely dark mirror. Very dark, yeah. Very dark and glossy. It's like yeah. mirror. Ah, and uh, it's a little bit sour, sour sweet because beets because are sweet. Of the f- yeah. Um, here, Canadian beets are not so sweet as Ukrainian. Really? Mm-hmm. And uh, this uh, juice from fermented beets, mm-hmm. it's similar taste to kombucha. Oh, okay. Uh huh. Um, not so uh, similar to what we have in Ukraine because Ukrainian beets more sweet, and this. Uh, Sugar adds more ability to ferment. Right, I would say. interesting. Mm-hmm. We've never had. Um, I never had fermented beets. We never had kvass. Um, so I have to it's try very that. Healthy. Yes. Yeah. Nothing to do. Just cut beets in four parts and put in the water, and that's all. And let them sit. And if you see white foam on the top, just pick up this foam. Mm-hmm. And, and also, you can add um, ends of rye bread. To make the process process faster. Oh, really? Okay, yes. rye bread. Right. Okay. And Pure how? Right. Not uh, not rye wheat. Just if you find, you can uh, what you can do find in thrift store um, German rye bread. Mm-hmm. It's rye and cut small piece. And put it in with the beets yes. and water. Yes. And how long? How long do you let it sit? Um, with bread, it will take uh, I think two weeks. Okay. You have to check. Yeah, and then you just you strain the juice. And also, would uh, you can take, you can make a barrel, like gallon, mm-hmm. and if you take some, like three beads, put mm-hmm. another three beads, and the process will go again and again. Oh, take the juice, uh-huh. of course. Right. You can add more water and uh-huh. take some juice, and next week you will have something new. New beads, mm-hmm. new fermented beads. And yes. what do you do? You, do you take the the beads themselves and cut them? Do you use the beets? At the beginning, what? I cut beets like in four parts. But after after the kvass, after you strain the juice, what, do you use the beets? Or do of you course. Just, yeah, yes, you, so you course. cut them up and put them in borscht. Yes. Mm. Oh, that would be really good. My favorite is very simple because I don't like fried fry. I like to uh, use more natural. So uh, I don't use any oil. I don't use... Um, Butter? Do you not, no, not, not. I just cut everything. I prepare beans because I like borscht with beans. Some mm-hmm. people say beans not necessary to be in borscht, but per- personally, I like more than meat. Okay. But if you have meat, prepare meat in the beginning. Okay. So, and then add just part, part, part potatoes, cabbage. Some people say but cabbage not necessary to be in the borscht. Oh, you had to have cabbage in borscht. Oh, I love yeah. again. Mm. So I add a lot of veg- veggies. Yeah, parsley and carrots. Oh, Onions. I have to remember it's just big list. Everything yeah. that I have: <laughs> celery, of course, turnips. And my yeah. recipe, what makes uh, extremely tasty, is cranberries. I 
add oh. several cranberries, just really? like one pinch. Yeah. Frozen cranberries to the bush at the end. Oh. And again, one one tip: <laughs> when everything done, I turn gas off. Mm-hmm. Then take garlic, mm-hmm. cut and slice and slice it. Slice and put in the borscht. Oh. And the closed lid. And how long do you leave it? Just until you eat it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but it shouldn't boil it with that. Okay. It should be okay. after boiling. So uh-huh. the temperature is a little bit down, like 95 degrees Celsius. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Well, some great tips. I'm going to try that. Maybe next week we sh- or so or sometime okay. this summer we should make some of these uh, these borscht recipes mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, veggies not boiling too long. It just I think ten minutes. Be it's not too long. They are very uh, solid when you uh, try to chew. Mm-hmm. It's not very soft. A little bit, but. It, so much joy just to chew <laughs> all things and feel all taste carrots, beets, cabbage. Mm-hmm. And you should never bring it to a boil. Have it gently simmer, no, no, it's right? Boiled. It's you boiled. boil them? Yes. It's okay. Boiled. Uh, not too long. Ten but minutes. Potatoes should be done completely. Mm-hmm. And cabbage the, th- the same. Um, I prepare beans in advance, mm-hmm. and also I prepare meat and. Uh, mm-hmm. And the, and, be- and the, the beginning. I like to grate the beets. That way, you don't have to cook them very this long. This is another recipe. Yeah. I uh, know. I cut. You cut them up. I in, cut. Yeah, in squares or um, strips. Long, yeah. Strips. Yeah. Strips. Yeah. And you don't that you don't want to cook that too long. The beets too long because then they'll yes. get yeah they'll lose their color. So, so uh, and at the end, I add one spoon of balsamic vinegar. But I like balsamic vinegar. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, that would be good. It makes borscht very dark. I, mm. dark <laughs> I don't like orange borscht. You don't like orange borscht. Yeah, I, I like it dark. I'll, I'll have to try that too. So lots of tips here for anybody who's uh, been making borscht uh, and uh, um, been doing it the same for many, many years as I have. Uh, here are some good tips. And, um, and For we'll- me, it's a kind of meditation. I'm not a big lover of cooking. Not. I prefer don't do that. Oh, you don't I like do, cooking? I do, but... Yeah? If someone will do it for me, I would be so happy. But borscht not. Borscht, I love it. For me, it's like meditation. It's Interesting. True. Okay. Oh, so borscht, no wonder borscht is in uh, Ukraine's national soup. There's a lot a lot of mystique to it as well as, as great taste. So great, uh, great information. Thanks for all the tips, Oksana. And uh, let's get together over the summer and make some of these recipes up and uh, let the listeners know how we made out with them. Oh, yes. We can actually make big uh, collection of different recipes from our listeners. Well, yes, if and anybody, yes, well, let's, yes, let's, let's ask, by yeah, all means. Everyone ask, tell, tell your home recipe because sure. everyone has yeah. something favorite. Let's, yeah, let's actually, why don't we do ask our listeners to, um, to share their borscht recipes and maybe we can do a cookbook as a fundraiser or something like that, or just have a lot of fun swapping just, recipes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, reach us on our Facebook page. I can uh, email producer at noshholis.com. That'll come to me. Um, Oksana takes care of our Facebook page, so you can just go there and reach us there. And, or, um, yeah, just go to the Nosh Holis, um, uh website, www.noshholis.com, and you can fill out the form there as well. So one last song about borscht before we wrap it up, and uh, this will be by the Golden Boys from Winnipeg, telling the story of how much they love borscht, probably about as much as we do. 
Some people spell it with a T Anyway, you spell it is fine with me Polish, Ukrainian man and I My Jewish friends, they do it right I love board Someone's Bob or Will I love Borscht I love Borscht I got not enough problems But a beat ain't one From the north to the west He's killed on us Bread on the side Well it better be right Up in the inner lake under a prairie sky Слухаєте програму «Наш голос» радіо «Українського коріння», котре подається вам на хвилі CHLY 101,7 FM у місті Нанаймо. При мікрофоні Оксана і Павліна. You're listening to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm Pavlina and with me is Oksana. А я нейко рано став, і штанець я брав, і думаю, що нейко добрий день на забаву. Я знаю, що тетя Марія від Едмонтон приїде, і музиканти з Вінніпегу приїдуть, і я знаю, що всі фамілія, і сусіди, і всі френди приїдуть. І я знаю, що ми мусимо мати тут багато їсти, а мій сусід тепер буде рахувати, що нам треба. Та й що нам треба? Нам треба два бочки пива, такі на шур, чотири гольони самоганки, та й що ж треба їсти? Два чіпі коготів може бути добре, одну свиню, кубасе, сорок пік рингів кубасе. А треба хліба до кубасе, тридцять вісім бохенців хліба, Чекайте, то треба горків? То що забава без горків? Два бочки горків, 15 дозин яєць, може паїв навіть, ябки, двачить паїв, п'ять фунти кави, тричить п'ять дозин перегир, то що забава без перегир? 
treći pik dozni perihiju musimo magistrati. Ja ne znaju če koždi prejde, ali me, me zaprosele 23. pik ljudi. A ja, dobro se sjeću, te to sve fajno porohovao. Ja devo se čez vikno, že hošći sačinaj prijezdete, a muzikante že je. A nu skrapak, tam svi troški natjehneti strune, taj se peče tako horaču pojku. And that was the Ukrainian old-timers from an album called Auntie Mary's House Party. And that actually is very, very authentic to um, what house parties on the Ukrainian prairies certainly used to be in my back in my day. That was not uh, an uncommon conversation and uh, not an uncommon sound. Oksana, it must be a little strange to you, though. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different part of Ukraine, I would say. Well, unknown, unknown part for me. Well, it, unknown because it's Ukrainian-Canadian already. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's a, a language that's quite old <laughs> from 100 years ago. Um, from from Western Ukraine, um, from Halechina, so close to where yes. you, you live. Yes. You're from Ternopil, which is not far from where my ancestors, ancestors come uh, from. Ternopil is still Halechina. It's not yeah. Vodilia. It's still, it's still it's a border of... But still, Halichina is so proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and uh, yeah, and my my ancestors come from Halichina, too near um, Borshiu. Yes. I think Horodenka mm-hmm. is is where where uh, that's where my maternal. Anyways, I'm not sure where my Guido comes from. Someplace around there too, I think. Uh, Rudke, uh Sehane. Which is I don't think is there anymore, but somewhere around they came off from that same area. So, but anyways, that's that's an older, um, a much older language, and uh, so preserved language preserved in Canadian prairies because it was you know pretty much uh, Russia, the Kremlin tried to obliterate it in um, during the Soviet times, as, as Putin is trying to do now to simplify and to, to, to make it uh, yeah, to, to, close to Russian, just to to change something. What is very far from Russian to change? Well, yeah, it's called Russification, right? Yes, they want they want to obliterate um, Ukrainian mm-hmm. culture, mm-hmm. Ukrainian language, and uh, and replace it with Russian, just as what's going on now. So uh, in Canada, it was preserved, and so I I, I think it's quite quite com- amusing to me to see Ukrainians come here and. They listen to you, Canadians speak Ukrainian, and you have a Canadian accent, or what kind of Ukrainian is that? That's you know, that's village Ukrainian, or you know, whatever. So, um, and 
really Ukrainian language differs from village to village. Even Brushchev has uh, some some different pronunciations, some sounds. Yeah. And we recognize these people from Brushchev. It, that's interesting. Those yeah. people from Zalishchike. Uh-huh. Those people from. It's oh. it's all around Ternopil. It's not yeah. too far even. Yeah, yeah. But different pronunciation, yeah. some sounds, some words, clearly specify from where the person came. That's interesting. But uh, here in Canada, it's, it's hard to tell. You could tell if they came from the prairies, but which prairie province, whether it's Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Alberta, um, for me anyways, it's hard to tell. I could, very, You can tell if um, somebody came from the prairies or they're from BC or they're from Toronto, Montreal. Um, you can tell the difference, right? Mm-hmm. But um, not... It's not as distinctive, it, which is interesting because Canada is so big, far flung, and uh, I think for strangers uh, they wouldn't recognize too. But for people who oh, that could be yeah. Years, you know what that makes that makes a lot of sense because here in Canada we speak Ukrainian as a second language already, right? Uh-huh. Um, if that, so yeah, so that that makes a little bit different. So you enjoyed Auntie Mary's house party. <laughs> Well, maybe we should have one and make sure we have borscht at that party, right? (laughs) Well, you know, a great place to get borscht um, and other great Ukrainian food, of course, is Canada's National Ukrainian Festival in Dauphin. And that takes place in um, at the end of this month. Uh, It's always at the um, the August long weekend. And this is the first time in two years that it will be held uh, in person. So they're all pretty excited about that. And um, have, you haven't ever been? Unfortunately, yes. Not. Yeah. Been. I wish to go. Well, you one know, day. it's 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 wonderful. It, it, the 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 national the Riding Mountain um, National Park is very much like the Katapata. It's not not quite as it, as steep, but it's um, it's beautiful. It's more like the foothills of Alberta, and it's it's lovely. They have this beautiful outdoor amphitheater where they have all the shows. They have something called Silo. That means oh, village, right? That's interesting. And yes. they have they have all the old pioneer things there. Uh-huh. They have um, you know old houses. They have a thrashing machine. They have all a museum with all the old implements that they used in the farm. They have people in character. They make homemade bread in a peach outside. <laughs> and that's should, yeah, we should yeah, go there. Yeah, it's 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 a lovely experience and lots of entertainment, lots of great food, and um, it's it's just so much fun to to go there. And they have. Um, a main amphitheater, and they have other small stages. So you've got like kind of professional, um, uh, formal grandstand shows, but you also have um, amateur shows throughout the day, and uh, those are free of charge. And uh, the grandstand is, is another another charge. But um, you can get early bird tickets if you're going to go order them before you go there because it's a little bit less expensive. And uh, as as anybody's been listening but have heard in in the um, in the ad that's been running for a while now, letting people know about this great festival. So uh, they have lots of dancers and um, artists from outside the country as well as local artists. Um, this year, with, with the war, of course, it's a little difficult to get um, uh, Ukrainian acts. So a lot of them are local. And uh, some of... 
some of the uh, groups are, um, we've got lots of bands, polka bands. We've got By Request and High Profile, which we've got music uh, that we'll be sharing with. Uh, there are dancers from um, Toronto, Edmonton, Saskatoon, Winnipeg, um, Regina, Dauphin, of course, and, um, and lots of bands from across the prairies. So it'll be um, great a great uh, get together, like a family reunion, or <laughs> after two years of uh, of not being able to um, to have the festival. So, as I said, everyone's pretty excited in Dauphin, and uh, that'll be taking place um, on the August long weekend. So it'll be uh, July 29th will be the first day, and it'll run until I guess Monday will be the last day. So here is a tune by High Profile. From Winnipeg, uh, it's been one of the uh, featured bands several times, and uh, no wonder that they're back again this year. And here they are now with Oidivcheno Schumit High.
серце в чужую, поки свою збудую, поскафату слободе, а в чужую не веде, не веде, поскафату слободе, а в чужую не Noah Sad, another one of the groups that will be performing at Canada's National Ukrainian Festival, the August Long Weekend in Dauphin, Manitoba, and that was the wedding presentation march. Coming up next, another group um, featured often here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio, when I'm hosting anyways, and uh, this is a by-request band from Sarto, Manitoba. And they'll be back at uh, Canada's National Ukrainian Festival in Dauphin this year. Here they are now with the In the Barn Polka.
You are listening to Nash Golos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo and streaming at chly.ca. In between broadcasts, please stay in touch with us via our Facebook page. Just do a search for Nash Golos and you will find us. Please leave us your comments, suggestions and requests for future show content. And please visit our website www.nashholos.com. There you will find transcripts, audio archives and a link to our podcasts. You can also find Nashholos on your favorite podcast app. This brings us to the end of Nashholos for this week. We will finish the show with another number by high profile, the Out of Control Kolomeika. I'm Oksana Pobereznik. On behalf of Paulina and myself, thank you for the listening. Do zustrichi. Do zustrichi.
Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.